All right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch episode 93. And we are going Ooh, to be doing... I was born. Yeah. Um, we have a, a really cool segment here today. We're going to be doing a movie draft. We've some done some drafts in the past, mainly been music. But today we got a good crew, and we're going to be going through a movie draft with a variety of categories. So I'll explain all that in a minute, but let's introduce the squad we have tonight. We got returning. We got Rick. Eric, how you doing, my friend? Ryan, good to be here. Good to have you. And for the first time on the pod, good friend of the program. It's a long-awaited debut. Our guy Keon. Keon, how you doing, my friend? Really good, dude. Super super excited to be here. Super excited. Glad to have you. And a voice that the listeners have been longing to hear. They hear him every fall here on the Pineapple Couch. We're glad to have him back. We're going to be having him back a lot more. My guy Kyle. Kyle, how you doing, my friend? Great. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I won the fantasy basketball league, so I'm doing real good right now. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's riding a hot streak. He's going to have the first pick in tonight's movie draft for that uh, fantasy basketball win in the Pineapple Couch League. So credit to him. So let me explain to everyone really what we have going with this draft. Um, we're going to be drafting one, two, three, four, five, six, six categories of movies. So it's going to be a snake draft, and the categories are comedy, an animated movie, a fantasy. So, for example, like a Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, superhero movie, something like that. A thriller, that's the hardest category to define, but I think through this process we will find some sort of agreement on what that means. A war movie, and then we're going to have a bonus flex category where it's just any type of movie you want. You don't have to take we – we're not going in any order. You just have to draft a movie of one of the categories by the time we are done. We're going to be doing a snake draft. It's going to be going Kyle, Keon, Eric, me. And any questions from the contestants before we start going? Are we ready to roll? All right, we're ready to roll. Uh, Kyle, with the first pick in the inaugural movie draft on the Pineapple Couch, the champion – of the Pineapple Couch Basketball League. Kyle, the floor is yours. Uh, I do have a quick question. Are we starting with comedy? You can do whatever category you want, whenever. I like that. I, I mean, like it's purely comedy on here always. Okay, we'll start with <laughs> comedy then. So for the very first pick of the draft for comedy, I'm going to go with This is the End. Um, I One reason why I love this movie is because they try and incorporate like the real life personalities of all the actors who are in it. And I, Danny McBride is one of my favorite actors. And I'm so glad that he's the same exact person in real life that he is in every single one of his movies. So it's not even that he's like an actor. He just acts like himself in every movie. And it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, as well too, absolutely all star studded cast as well with the um, um, quick appearances from people uh, like Michael Sarah and, um, um, Emma Watson. Is that her name? Emma, Emma Watson? Watson or Emma Stone? One of them. I think it was Emma, Wa- Emma Watson. Is it Harry Potter girl? Oh, Harry yeah, Potter, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about Spider-Man. Yeah, we're talking Watson. Um, <laughs> there's, like, there's like some funny snippets from that too, like where Michael Sarah asks Rihanna apparently if he can actually slap her ass in that scene, and then she says, can I actually <laughs> slap you in the face? And that's exactly what happens. Um, so all, all around, great funny movie. Oh, that's great. Great first pick. Uh, Keon, to you. No selective category. You have to go, but um, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, cool. In that case, I will do... Ooh, I'll do War Movie, and I'm going to do Inglorious Bastards. Um, 
Great pick. I feel like it's kind of a stretch to call it a war movie, but it's also it's Tarantino, who I'm just a huge sucker for, for sure. Um, the dialogue is incredible. Um, I love the guy with the baseball bat that's a Jew that loves to uh, just smack the shit out of Nazis in the head. It's wonderful. Mm. I think Christoph Waltz does an incredible job as the villain. That scene where he's stepping on the floor with the people hiding above him and he just keeps knocking the floor. like That is one of the most tense scenes in like an almost... It's not really, it's almost thriller-esque, but it's still a war movie to me in mm-hmm. that World War II. Um, and Brad Pitt is always incredible. Okay. Um, to, in, in my opinion, he really just, like, he knows what he's doing. There's a reason he owns his own movie studio. And Diane Kruger is a beautiful, beautiful lady. Um, I have no problem looking at her. And, you know, Hitler <laughs> dies. You can't really argue with Hitler yeah. dying in a film. You know, it's just like... This is a guy that everyone hates, right? So so it's like, you know what, let's get a little fantastical with our war movie. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's I think that's my go-to for that one. I mean, I think that's a great pick. And for what it's worth, I had that in the war movie category. So I, I think you're right on with that. Okay. Um, as did I. So, and I had the same exact reluctance as you, Keon. I was like, it's not – it's a war movie, but it's not really about anything real. Like most exactly. war movies are about it's, like it's, a real it's, it's story. It's tied line. to war, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rick, the third pick in the draft is to you now, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna go with fantasy because for me it was my one of my hardest categories to fill, just because there's so many, and yeah. uh, I figured this one would get picked sometime, so I kind of want to pick it early on, and I'm gonna count it as a fantasy, Kyle. I'm gonna call the Dark Knight a fantasy and pick that first round. Um, I'll I will promise only to pick one Christopher Nolan movie because I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, but I think <laughs> that is pinnacle Christopher Nolan. It's got fucking star-studded actors through and through, and it's just it's just one of my favorite movies and rewatchable to infinity times. Like you could you could rewatch that movie every day and not get old of it. I could listen it. to Christian Bale's Batman voice on repeat. It's <laughs> truly something. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a great pick, Rick. That was definitely gonna go in the first, if not second round. So good to you. I I'll go here to end the first round. I got back to back picks here. I will go. I'm going to go in the war movie category and I'm going to go back to the year 1979. I'm going to go to what I think is the greatest movie of all time. I'm going to go Apocalypse Now Oof. with Martin Sheen. Um, you got the young Lawrence Fishburne in that movie as well. And it's just unbelievable soundtrack from the doors to the stones to a CCR appearance in the middle of the movie in Nam. Um, just an incredible movie that. The first time I saw it, I, I watched it, like, I think three or four times. And real quick, like tie back after. to uh, Kyle and I's high school experience, that movie is based off Heart of Darkness, which was oh, a, yeah. a book we were forced to read for high school literature. Um, is that is not that, you, Kyle? Did yeah. you not have to read that? No, yeah, I just never, I, read I never, I hate, lit was my least favorite subject. I never read it. <laughs> <laughs> it does Heart of the Darkness, I. Isn't it take place in like Africa or something? Yeah. So yeah. basically it's kind of like the whole like going native narrative, which people mm-hmm. have trouble with for sure. Um, but I think it's, I think it's really an incredible representation of that. I think Apocalypse of now is uh, probably the greatest war movie. And it makes me crazy that I didn't think of that myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll take that with my first pick and then I'll follow that up. I'm going to go straight to the bonus category. Cause I just can't wait. And I didn't want to define this movie as a comedy because I think it is a comedy, but I also think I want to save the comedy category a little. And I just want to use this as the bonus. It's probably my favorite movie ever in terms of just smiling and rewatchability. I'm going to take the blues brothers. Give me John Belushi. 
just all you got Aretha Franklin in it, um, Ray Charles, I believe. I mean, you got just the all-time music performance at the end with Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. My favorite, I'm a big music guy, so having a movie, it's not necessarily a musical because it's like rock and roll and it's cool, but I'll take the Blues Brothers because I cannot count how many times I've watched that movie. So that, that, that will be my second pick, and we'll go back to Rick. Oh man, this is you. You almost have to make two decisions every turn. You have to make. You have to decide <laughs> what category you're going and what movie you're gonna go with, and what to save, <laughs> and what to save. What's gonna be gone? Like I'm looking at my list, and I'm worried if I wait on some, they're gonna be taken. But I'm gonna go just because I think this is gonna be taken, and I like war movies, so I might double up on that. For war movie, I'm gonna go with one of the probably the most realistic. I don't know. From what I've heard from from veterans, I'm gonna go with Saving Private Ryan as my war movie. Um, I I really enjoy this movie through and through. People people tend to hate on it because it's so long, but I think there's so many scenes in it that you That's could incredible. reference that you could just. What about this scene? What about this scene? Like yes. the beach of Normandy, the sniper scene. There's so many great scenes in that movie that, like, even though it's super long, you can break it down into certain small little sections that are so good. And I think I, I just saw a quote where like veterans, when they're in theaters for the first time watching that veterans who survived that had to walk out because they started to smell diesel. It was so realistic. It brought back so real memories of the time. And I think that just speaks to how good the movie is and how well they can. Nothing like it. a movie that triggers PTSD, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> to jump in, I mean, if we're thinking about the greatest actors of the last two or three generations tom hanks is definitely towards the top of that list and that is maybe his apex and oh, he's yeah. incredible in that movie and i know that's easy to say but just i mean that's a great pick close great behind pick. close behind toy story for tom hanks away <laughs> 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 cast away <laughs> um all right good pick uh keon i think we're to your second pick now all right cool well, let me pull up my list real quick all right, yeah, I'm going to get Thriller out of the way just because I don't watch a lot of thrillers or horror movies because um, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm going to do Shutter Island. Um, Ooh. I thought um, that's my only Christopher Nolan movie as well. Um, and I just thought that in terms of a twist, I thought it was awesome. Um, I maybe semi-expected the twist, but to have it be that it was just one big game to sort of keep this guy on the island was really awesome. Um and it's not a movie that relies on jump scares, which are something that I fucking personally hate. Um, <laughs> I like I'm someone that is a sucker for jump scares. I'll fall for them every time. So to have a movie that genuinely just scared me because it was just scary, like it was just it was almost like um, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and not because I thought that something was going to jump out at me. Um, that's definitely at the top for me. And I I love Leo DiCap. I don't love that he only dates 23 year old women, but um, <laughs> I, do love, <laughs> I do love Leo DiCap. He knows what he's doing when he's on the film. Um, and I just thought that the the whole movie was just put together so well. They have him showing up to the island like it's brand new, all that kind of deal. Um, yeah, I mean, my only other option for this was really Disturbia, and I wasn't going to pick a Shia LaBeouf film because <laughs> it's it's kind of a cop out um, in my Wait, can, for someone our age. <laughs> <laughs> can 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 we go back to your comment about Leo? Did you see uh, the Ricky Gervais scene from the Grammys a couple years ago? He just reposted it on 
uh, another Grammys, I'm sorry, the Academy Awards. He just oh, reposted yeah. it because the Oscars were last night, and he was making fun of Leo, and he said it took him so long to film The Revenant that his girlfriend was too old by the time the movie was done filming. <laughs> <laughs> also, he gets basically like raped by a bear in that movie, so it's just crazy yeah. that he ended up winning. <laughs> it was, I was like, all right, well, you went through like basically bestiality, so you can get this Academy Award now. <laughs> but no that's yeah no i mean it's the the chart of like his age versus the age of his girlfriend is hilarious it's just going up <laughs> yeah. and it's just staying the same <laughs> it's it, it rivals it actually it beats prime Derek jeter Derek jeter in the <laughs> mid-2000s had like a in his career stretch like that um keon for someone who says you don't have like uh you don't watch that many movies don't have that great taste in movies i think you're doing great so far. So nice. I'm super too. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, you got back-to-back picks right now, if I'm correct. So for my second pick, I'm actually going to go Thriller. Um, and I'm going to go with Ex Machina. Um, Oscar Isaac is one of my favorite actors. I think he's such a he's such a funny and like kind of sarcastic actor as well, too. Um, and that movie, I went into it. It's one of those movies where you go into it not knowing a single thing about the movie. I was just been told you have to watch it. And the coming out of that movie and not really knowing what was going to happen, I had my mind blown the whole time. Great ending to it as well, too. Fucking fantastic ending to it. And it just kind of also, you know, when that movie came out, it was like right at the rise of AI and that sort of technology coming out. And everyone's like, oh, what if we're going too far with it? And then this is just kind of the dramatized version of going too far with it. No, absolutely. And working for a tech company, like the way he plays Oscar Isaac, the way he plays like a tech CEO is like so spot on like spot guy who on. just waits <laughs> off beaters but is also just like a genius and like kind of a huge asshole and only thinks about himself and is like yeah per- a box every morning 6 a.m yeah exactly. <laughs> lives on like a fucking like island or like in seattle where no one can get to like it's just it's yeah. perfect <laughs> yeah good pick good pick um, and then for, for my second pick i'm gonna or excuse me for my third pick the beginning of the third round i'm actually gonna go war movie and a little bit different uh, because Inglorious Bastards was my first choice. Um, Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch and Keira wow. uh, Knightley. That and the reason I choose that is that was also a movie I did. I knew it was about World War II. Didn't know what aspect of World War II, and it blew my mind. And then obviously I had to do a deep dive of Alan Turing immediately after that movie and just like read all about him and understand like what his deal was, how this all went down. And the movie actually does a really really good job of portraying what actually happened. Um, but just seeing that the dynamic between Keira Knightley and Benedict Cumberbatch throughout that movie was incredible, and they did a great job. Yeah, and the Alan Turing story is like super fucked up. Like when you actually look into it, like it's it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. So no, it's yeah. awesome that they like brought attention to that because that's someone who definitely has been like erased by history as a history major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the fact that he played such a huge pivotal role in essentially ending World War II as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say, I haven't seen that movie. So, oh, I, highly recommend. I need to fucking see that. I've so, seen everything yeah. we've talked about so far. So, definitely. Quick synopsis: Basically, the uh, Germans were using sort of an encrypted code in order to in order to communicate with each other. And Alan mm-hmm. Turing, the whole movie is about Alan Turing trying to crack this code. And he basically and, created the first computer that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's damn. a good movie. All right, we'll check that out. Um, Keon, I believe we're to your third pick. No. Yes, that is correct. All right, let's um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my flex just because I'm not sure if it'll show up in someone else's. And my flex is snatch um, with Brad Pitt. 
Um, oh, Brad. And, and it's, again, another Brad Pitt so movie fun. for me. Um, he plays the the gypsy boxer, which is a term that people don't necessarily align with. But there's this one scene where they show people trying to rob um, a bookie at the same time that a dog is trying to hunt down a bunny. Like it's like a, a bet that they've made on the dog catching the bunny or just the bunny get away. And it's probably one of the best scenes to me in movie history. Um, and not only that, it has a quote from it that is sampled in the Andre Nicotina song where the crime boss says goody gumdrops. Um, he goes goody gumdrops when things are ended. And that's the drop right before a Andre Nicotina song starts. And so <laughs> I just have, I have so many ties to this movie that make me just love it. Um, it's kind of like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but better, in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think Snatch is just an incredible film. And it's a lot like another movie I love called Layer Cake. And I just love these, like, British um, mob dramas, almost. I think they're incredible films. Are you a Peaky Blinders guy? So, yeah, so I've seen one, I've seen one season of Peaky Blinders where... Um, what's his good? name? The Never pianist. seen it. The pianist plays um, an Italian mobster. I can't... Adrian Brody. And that's a hilarious season. And Tom Hardy plays a wonderful Jewish mobster that makes gin illegally. And it's so, it's so good. Um, But I've I've never actually watched it. I've never watched like the whole thing. Um, And one of my favorite actresses in terms of who I'm in love with, Anya Taylor-Joy, is also in that uh, show. So I need to probably watch more. Okay. Well, endorsement. (laughs) Anya Taylor-Joy is on the come up with uh, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she got she got real hot real quick, but she's a yeah. bad one here to the core. <laughs> uh, Mr. Robinson, your third selection. Uh, so I don't know whether to go with comedy or animation. I kind of want to go with animation because I think you're going to pick this one, Brian, and I want to get it before you. For animation, I'm going to go Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It could overlap into fantasy because it's a superhero movie, but I think this movie no, is so well pick. done. I wasn't going to take it, but good pick. You weren't going to take it, really. Um, I have an emotional attachment to another film. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this movie has a great soundtrack. If you has you haven't watched it yet, it does the it does the multiverse theory really well, and uh, great. I really hope somehow the Marvel Cineverse does this ju- equally as well. Eric, um, can I jump in for a second? Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your guy's Marvel expert. Listen to the it Pineapple Couch for Marvel. Under the it's same happening. Thing. It is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Andrew yeah. Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, Spider-Verse is happening. Willem Dafoe is coming back. Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc really? Ock. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. It is confirmed and happening. I pay attention to this shit constantly. Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> is Spider-Man 3. It's coming in the year. So, Eric, great timely pick. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think voice acting in it is well, is good as well. I don't know. <laughs> If you guys are big New Girl fans, but Nick Miller does that like washed up Spider-Man so yep. well, so and he's, he's hilarious in anything he does. So I had to pick Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse as my third third round pick. I feel animation. like it's really wild, but I have not seen that film. You That's watch the it. first one good, I good haven't watch. seen. Good watch. Good good watch. Uh, you know, you know, it's a good watch. It's an easy watch too. It's like it's rewatchable. Yeah. I would say. Um. All right. So. Here I am at my third pick, and I'm going to go into the thriller category, I think, here. This is a movie starring Thanos, not when he's Thanos. It's starring Josh Brolin, and then also Javier 
Bardem. Oh, I believe I know what you're going to pick. He's the most creepy guy of all time. It is the most captivated I think I've ever been watching a movie. It is a certified banger, I may say. No Country for Old Men. Oh, my God. Good movie. That movie, every time I see it, blows my mind. And every time I see it, I am just as terrified. It, It is great. I think, obviously, I believe Javier won an Oscar for best supporting actor for that film. Um, but, um, and obviously his performance is so great, but it, it, I thought Josh Brolin played that character to a T as well. And then you obviously have Tommy Lee Jones who plays like the out of date man out of time, no country for old men. I just thought that it was an incredible movie. And then for my next pick, all right, so, cause I'm going back to back here. I'm going to go to the fantasy genre and I'm I, see, I just said I'm a big Marvel guy. So you guys know how much weight this choice has on me. This is I, I wrote down 25 films, gentlemen. I could not decide. For this there's, four of us, there's four of us. <laughs> you really needed five options just in case we all picked fantasy, but no. <laughs> so what I did is I had to go back to my roots. I had to go back to the foundation. What built this great genre that I love? So I'm going to go back to the year 2002. Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire, directed by Sam Raimi. You got Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, James Franco as Harry Osborn. Truly one of the best superhero movies to this day. Watched it the other day. Um, The scene at the end where he tells Norman Osborn that he's not his father. He had a father, and his name is Ben Parker. Brings a tear to your eye. I know we've seen the Peter Parker origin story Time and time again, but incredibly powerful, I think, in that movie. I love the aspect when he goes in and is in the wrestling league. There's obviously the great fight that's during, like, the Macy's parade or whatever that happens. That's fantastic. Um, And that just, if you think about how successful superhero movies are right now and how they're the biggest thing in the world, it's all because of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, in my opinion. It started everything. Wasn't wasn't Spider Man when it first came out like one of the top grossing box off box office hits of all time too, so it really did it really did kick off the Marvel thing because it realized how much money was there to be made. Yeah, yeah. and it, it what's funny though about this movie is a lot of times guys when you go back twenty years and specific types of genres, especially like fantasy. I mean, stuff like Lord of the Rings holds up really well, obviously, but superhero movies. You look at some of the older stuff and you're like, ah, this is tough. This doesn't look good. Rewatch Spider Man one. It holds up. It's great. And, I mean, Willem Dafoe is just a creepy motherfucker. And that, oh, that. He's so good in those films. <laughs> it so works so good. well. So uh, I had to take that one. So that would be my fourth pick. Uh, Eric, I think we're to you now. I got to switch over to comedy because I haven't picked comedy yet. I, I've got a huge list for thriller, so I don't think any of those will be picked by the time my fifth round comes around. For comedy, I got to go with Super Bad. One of the most rewatchable movies, one of the most rewatchable comedies of all time. I swear to God, every time I watch that movie, I find something else in it that I didn't catch before. Um, one of the greatest. It, it's such 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 a great movie, very quotable, and I, yeah, super bad for my comedy is my fifth round, fourth round pick. Twenty-five <laughs> year old Hawaiian organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think about that? Also, Seth, a great portrayal of cops. Michael Sarah, <laughs> Bill Hader, Jonah, uh, Jonah Hill. Every character, yeah, in that um, in that movie, is so good. 
You guys got a MySpace? (laughs) (laughs) When he's addicted to drawing dicks. Just all time. Fun little fun fact about that movie too is uh, Seth Rogen and I, what's the other guy's name who write who writes all of his movies with? Um, there's, there's another guy but uh, yeah, yes, yes. They started writing that movie in high school and it took them ten years to write it. And then like when they finished writing it is when they produced it actually. So it, like lined up perfectly, which is crazy that they they've been writing that shit since high school. Yes. Personal fun fact about that movie: yeah. it made me try Goldschlager. Which is the vodka? Would you guys say that that's like the universally like number one comedy that most people would? Pick? I'm not saying that's like a basic pick, Eric. I had it written down too. Would you say that most people like, if you were to pull someone our age of what's the best comedy ever, wouldn't? Do you think Superbad would be number one? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Just a, a side note, I was thinking about that. All right, Keon, let's go to you. All right, let me pull up my list real quick, sorry. Um, I'm going to go fantasy. I don't think anyone's going to pick this. I think the rest of mine are pretty much only I'm going to be the person that picks them because they're kind of stupid, but my fantasy is Fifth Element with Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker. Ooh, yeah. Um, I fucking love Chris Tucker in this film. Um, Rosie! like it's it's just he like chris tucker i love in rush hour and like i really want to pick rush hour as my comedy film but i'm not going to because it's kind of fucked up um but jackie chan is awesome in those two but chris tucker in the fifth element is incredible like the way he just crushes that role i can't even imagine being there for his audition for it it must have been perfect um bruce willis kills it it's also got one of the baddest of all time, one of the best Halloween costumes a girl can ever wear, um, just pure white tape, um, and she looks incredible. Um, and and the whole film um, with, like, the, the weird alien species, um, Gary Oldman as this horrible villain with, like, the plastic shell over his head, and he's an arms dealer. Um, I, just, I just think Fifth Element is... It's definitely, without a doubt, Jean-Luc Besson's best film, um... And he's tried to do a bunch of other stuff since then, and none of it, in my opinion, has measured up, even in like terms of effects and things like that, to mm-hmm. that element. Strong pick, Kyle. Uh, all right, so I'm going back to back here. I'll go, I'll go fantasy, and then I'm going to go animated and save my wild card for the very last pick to tie it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy movie i just recently watched about six months ago and i can't believe it but i loved it was ready player one um i saw it was directed by steven spielberg and i was like i mean i've got to watch it because i love spielberg actually spielberg is the second pick i had was jurassic Park. So like, <laughs> oh look at that ready player two eric pulls uh, it up Ready Player One, because, like, I don't play as many video games anymore, but I used to, Keon knows, like, I used to be super into video games when I was younger and, like, played all the time, so, like, it was very relatable to me in that aspect, but it was also just, like, a pretty unique storyline and, like, very original storyline, and the way that it progressed, um, I thought was really well thought out and methodical, and, um, you know, the ending was a little cheesy, but as to be expected with a movie like that, but I thought what Ready Player One, like, really, really was entertaining. So to add on to that, Ready Player One is actually my favorite book of all time. I think the, I mean, the movie is great first, too. Right? The book first, yeah. It, it was like one of the best selling books of all time because of the video game Easter egg aspect. And all video gamers love that book because the, the whole idea of Easter eggs just like, 
drives us crazy and uh that's what the whole book is about basically and if you haven't read the book i highly recommend it i haven't got to read ready player two yet but that just came out in like october november of last year so my favorite book too of all time all right wow a ringy endorsement kyle you're on your back to back here yep so for animated i'm going sticking with pixar here Uh, i'm gonna go finding nemo um, I, I love all of the characters in it from crush and squirt and, uh, uh, Bruce, the, the shark, like all of the characters they have in that are so like their personalities are so brought out to the most extreme, but they're all so very different that it's awesome. And, and obviously great storyline to it. Lots of fun. It's great for the kids and for adults as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch that movie all the time. Yeah, and uh, a separate shout-out to the sequel, Finding Dory, that shouts out Pismo Beach, I believe, right? Yeah, it, it does. So, I believe it does yeah. do the Pismo Beach shout-out, yeah. yeah. So shout-out <laughs> slow. Uh, that's a great pick, Kyle. Um, that, that was definitely on my list. Uh, Keon, I believe we are up to your fifth pick? All right, I'll keep, yeah, I'll keep the animated theme going. Um, I'm going to do Princess Mononoke um, from Studio Ghibli. Um, just because... You know, I love a strong female lead in a band. I love a female vocalist. And uh, this film is basically all about the strong female lead in terms of uh, she's killing it. She's got this badass wolf that she rocks with. She drinks the blood off of it to, like, keep it alive. Um, Princess Mononoke, Ghibli Ghibli in general is just beautiful to look at. But I feel like Mononoke really takes it to the apex in terms of um, it's just it's something you can watch. And maybe you're not even into the story. But you can appreciate, um, like anyone I've shown that movie to has never been disappointed that I showed it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really close to me because I uh, <laughs> I love Ghibli and I really want to do Howl's Moving Castle, which is another film, which I thought, if you just look at it, it's just so fun to look at. You don't even necessarily have to be enjoying the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I should check that out for sure. Is that a, So that's the same director. You keep saying Ghibli. Is that the same director as Howl's Moving believe, Castle? Yeah, I believe that's Miyazaki. I believe that's Miyazaki uh, okay. is his name. Um, and it's just the animation style is just so beautiful that it's a lot of like expansive landscapes. It's a lot of really intense, like kind of gross looking old people, but also they're not hard to look at. You know, you still want to keep looking at them. Um, whereas I feel like sometimes animation can be like almost overwhelmingly digital. And this is like so drawn, you know, I love I love watching mm-hmm. drawing, like a 2D aspect to it. It's a uh, it's really beautiful. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, Eric, we're to your fifth pick, correct? Yeah, and I believe the only category... I'm going to save my flex for last, of course. I think the only category I haven't done is Thriller. And this is a tough one for me. Um, but if I'm going to this... Like, what a Thriller does is it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And I know it's a recent movie, but this movie did it the best for me. Uh, kept me on Kept me on the edge of my seat the entire movie from the awkward dialogue to just how it was shot, the shaky cam, everything. Uh, and and we got to see Adam Sandler do something he doesn't usually do, which is act in a dramatic <laughs> role. Uh, I have to go with Uncut Gems for my thriller category. Nice. I think that movie is so well shot. I mean, the Safdie brothers, I, I really like Good Time too. And if you haven't watched Good Time and you liked Uncut Gems, you got to go watch Good Time. It's with uh, Robert Patterson and he absolutely kills it in that too. And it gives you the exact same like edge of your seat the entire time it's about him and his uh mentally handicapped brother who who at the start of the movie rob a bank and 
and and uh, his brother, his, of course, his brother. It it goes to shit because of his brother, but like the whole movie is just it's a very simple storyline, like Uncut Gems. But it somehow they make it one of the most thrilling movies you ever watch. And so I had to give Safety Brothers credit and go with Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was just a giant stress ball for me. Like, and that's <laughs> the hardest. It was just like I was like, oh my god! Like I feel like so almost, uncomfortable. I almost, almost quit this podcast and stopped gambling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're yelling at you the whole time. Ninety five. My fanduel meetings right else. here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great pick, Rick. Okay, I'll go to my fifth pick now. I'm gonna go. I'll go with comedy here, and I will go with the movie that it came out. I think when I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, so this is the first time I could really fucking like laugh a comedy that I understood. And to this day, I think it has some of the best one-liners or, or fucking funniest scenes of all time. Not at the fucking table, Carlos. I'm going to go with The Hangover. That movie, when I first saw it, destroyed me. And to this day, it does. <laughs> the, the amount of one-liners that happen in that movie, it's incredible. Zach Galifianakis, it was obviously like his big breakout role that like i mean he was obviously very talented before but this is what kind of in, sparked everything for him with like the in between two ferns shit it blew up because of the hangover and i'll just be real i'm a fucking sucker for bradley cooper i think he's a beautiful man <laughs> I, I enjoy the fuck out of this movie for all those reasons and you obviously have what's andy from the office's name how am i forgetting this right now ed helms Ed Helms is fantastic in it. There's that scene that I will not quote because it is not socially appropriate to say that. It wasn't then and is now, but it is still <laughs> to this day one of the like, oh my God, they just said that when I was watching a movie. Um, so I will go with The Hangover there, a fantastic film. And then I will end. This is Before my Before you move pick. on, Brian, I want to add on to that. I think The Hangover is so good because in everybody's like, tight friend group you usually got four guys and you could pretty much nail each character in that movie <laughs> to one, of you, yeah. one person in your friend group so like that's that movie's so relatable too in that sense yeah i'm bradley cooper <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like i'm fucking bradley cooper what about? <laughs> uh great point rick uh i think we've even done memes on the pineapple couch about that right haven't we cow i think we did one of those of the hangover yeah yeah, yeah we did so. one of those. Um, okay, and for my last pick, I'll go animated. I said, it's you guys might think this is weird, but I just think this is my favorite animated movie of all time. It has been since it came out. It's a Pixar movie. I love Bugs Life. I'm a sucker oh, for Bugs Life. I had that Bugs down. Life is yeah. an incredible That's a throwback. movie. It is just from everything about it. Um, the grasshopper it's just so funny and every time and it's like that's the thing with like pixar movies it's always been like heavier than you thought it was i mean i think that's come out more recently like more apparently with like soul which was fantastic but it was just like damn this is heavy, heavy. yes yes <laughs> Dude, the guy dies in the first 15 minutes like, oh so my I'm like, god Wait, he's dead the guy's <laughs> dead <laughs> that's how they're starting the movie and um Bugs Life, obviously not as like real as that anyway, but does have some like real elements, and that's what I think Pixar does so well. So I'll go Bugs Life. I think I've watched that movie um like four times a year specifically on just driving from Southern California to Sacramento to my grandma's house on that like seven hour drive. 
we just watched Bugs Life like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of one of the funniest things about Bugs Life is like when it came out, we were kids playing with bugs, always thinking, man, if I flick this ant across this lawn right now, that ant's <laughs> on a whole other planet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole perspective of the movie is like you as a kid thinking, what happened if I just flick this bug? He's fucked. And that's exactly what happens in the movie. Every step you take is just crushing a civilization. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Great point. It's funny um, that you bring up Soul too, um, just because I feel like Soul was Pixar being like, yo, we have these shorts that are super serious and kind of dark. Um, let's just make a whole full length movie about it. You know, <laughs> um, I just, I feel like they were like, wait, these things are always really popular. Let's just like make a movie. That's entirely that serious in a way. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, Eric, we are to your last pick, my friend. Your mic is muted. I was going to say, you have to just give credit to Pixar for animation too. Like just, it's we insane. could probably all pick. Our, we could have a category just favorite Pixar movies. I had and, Wally was a close. Yeah, yeah. Um. So for my flex, oh, this is tough because I didn't really make a list for flex. I figured it was just going to be one of the ones that I didn't get a pick in the other categories. Oh, this is going to be tough. I got to go back to the war movies because I was saying it, and I I love this movie so much. Um. I got to go with Hurt Locker. I think Ooh. that could also be a thriller. It could be a war movie. Um, I think it kills all Oscar those winner. categories. It's an Oscar winner, of course, too. And it gives Jeremy, credit, Jeremy Renner a lot of credit, who doesn't get as much love as he should. Uh, he just absolutely kills it in that movie. Uh, it's a thriller from start to finish. And it really captured just some of these, what, what some of these uh, adrenaline junkies feel like. And I, I think the end of the movie, he just ends up fucking going back it gets deployed again. I think it's just a great movie. Yeah, well, Eric, you mentioned um, the Oscars. And based on how this year's Oscars went, I think there's a legitimate chance, guys, that more people listen to this podcast than <laughs> watch the Oscars. <laughs> if you guys Dude, I heard numbers. that. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was such a... They, I heard pretty, they rearranged the uh, entire fucking thing just to give... They, they gave the best actor the last spot. And because they thought it was going to be Chadwick Boseman, but it wasn't Chadwick Boseman. And uh, it was Anthony uh, Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah Pretty sure. Father. Chadwick Boseman was minus 1,000 favorite going into the night as well, too. Of <laughs> well, we're talking betting. Yeah. Let's go. Minus, we're, we're wrapping everything full circle. <laughs> <laughs> minus 1,000. Yeah, he was minus 1,000 going into the night of favorite to win the best actor. Was yeah. there? Uh, I didn't watch it. So was there like a decent crowd of actors? Or was everyone know, surprised? It was really weird. They were like spaced out, like they were in a restaurant. It was really interesting. Interesting. Damn, I didn't. know. Also, that. really quickly on Hurt Locker, the scene with the Capri Sun. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, yes. That's like the ultimate boy moment. Like that's my boy. Just like, yo, you need water right now. Like I'm gonna get you some water. You know, like that. That scene made me tear up, and I've never been in a situation even remotely close to that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like, yeah, that's someone looking out for me. Like that's someone like, <laughs> I need god. this more than you, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. I, I Keon, I think we're to your. Unfortunately, it's been such a good time, but we're to your last pick. All right, my last pick is a comedy and this might be a comedy no one's seen but you might have seen the american version death at a funeral um the british version so death at a funeral is about the death of a dad um and how the family basically deals with it 
Um, and Peter Dinklage shows up as the gay lover of the father, um, oh, like the no secret way. gay lover. <laughs> um, and there's also a, like there's an entire side plot where one of the brother-in-laws like takes ecstasy instead of a pill that he's supposed to take. And it's honestly like one of the best, like it's like the hangover, but confined into one event, basically. Um, because I also would have picked The Hangover, probably. Um, I saw that with my dad and thought it was like the funniest movie of all time at the time. And I still yeah. think it's fucking hilarious. But Death at a Funeral, if you haven't seen the English version, is so funny. Like they, they incorporate so many elements. Um, and it's it's not necessarily a one-liner movie, but it's one of those movies where they build up jokes to when you finally get that like release. It's so fucking funny. And... I'm a big Peter Dinklage guy, so I just thought it was hilarious that he paid like the midget gay lover of the dead father. Um, he ends up like 69ing the dead dad in the fucking uh, <laughs> coffin, and it's just so good. Like, it, there's just like so many moments in the film. There's like, wow, I can't believe they did this. So yeah, I think that's my go-to for comedy. Well, that that seems like a good pick then, um, Kyle. The final pick. You had the first pick because of your fantasy basketball prowess. Let's wrap it up here, Mr. Champion. Yeah, so I think this one was a tough category, or I guess uh, the moving best pick was didn't really fit in any of the categories, but it's something I want to give credit to because it's it's just one of the greatest movies of all time. I guess it could kind of be fantasy. It doesn't really feel fantasy, but it kind of is. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl is yep. one of my oh, favorite movies of all pick. time. Didn't just think of that. watched it like a month. <laughs> Appreciate it. Just, picked, uh, <laughs> just watched it. Uh, about a month ago for probably the 20th time. Um, you know, I was thinking about just the other day, too, is I don't understand why there hasn't been a good pirate series, pirate movie since Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, the Everyone's like, scared. Because they fair, fucked the up your own Drake Greyjoy on Game of Thrones. They just fuck yeah. up everything with pirates. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a TV show called Black Sails, I think. That's oh, a good it's so good. It's so good. Is yeah. it? Is it actually? It, if you need, if you have a pirate itch, I'd start watching that for sure. I do, I do. Uh, it doesn't need, doesn't need to be quite the like the comedy series as Pirates of the Caribbean, but I've been looking for one that's like a a little bit, you know, more dramatic. Yeah. But that Dumb being said, everything, everything else, everything else, else, obviously Johnny Depp. It's probably one of his best roles of just like he he personifies uh, Jack Sparrow, and I feel like it's probably one of those things where like like how Tony Stark became. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Robert Downey became Tony Stark after they filmed it, and like he like lost a bunch of friends, and his family hated him for a little bit after Iron Man was filmed because he was such a douche. I feel like that's kind of what happened to Johnny Depp as well too. Is he's personified so much of um, Jack Sparrow that he kind of became Jack Sparrow outside Iconic of the movie role. as well too. Iconic. He was just so into the role, but one of the one of those perfect casting roles or casting jobs for a um, actor of all time for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's on if you're putting a Mount Rushmore of like that category of uh, actors in their iconics or how iconic they are. You ob like you mentioned two of them, Johnny Depp and Robert Downey Jr. I, yeah. I we could talk for a while about yeah. who the other two are, but I think the the two clear choices be those two. I mean, what you're gonna put like Luke Skywalker, but like something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, gentlemen. That is the inaugural music draft here on the Pineapple Couch. It was a pleasure doing this with all of you. Does anyone have any closing notes, maybe honorable mentions that they want to throw out there before we wrap this up? There was a kind bunch of, of animated of ones. Thor Ragnarok. Out. I have that <laughs> down, Oh, I just too. watched it. I just watched it. Great movie. 
Great Go right. I'm shocked. I thought for sure one of you guys would say that, so I didn't put it on my list. But I thought that was like I'm not a big superhero movie guy, but yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was number movie, one. I'm not a big superhero movie guy, but I thought Thor Ragnarok was so fucking good. Bro, um, with TD is all yeah. That and out. also what we do in the shadows by Taika Waititi is fucking hilarious um i was shocked that neither of those got picked i thought for sure they would be because they were kind of big movies <laughs> yeah um one other movie that like i wanted to put out there but i didn't was um actually like anchorman yeah i thought yeah. it's just the, <laughs> the quotability of anchorman i don't so know good. if there's any movie that says quotable is that like how now brown cow like <laughs> just all that uh, fuck you go that escalated yourself, quickly you know like people yeah. say that all shit all the time yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> twice if you're in milwaukee yeah <laughs> i'm in a glass case of emotion <laughs> mark wasmer bark twice if you're in milwaukee oh, God. <laughs> yeah shut so up i i have i have two honorable mentions here um both recent movies and if you guys haven't seen them you definitely should um first one being uh, it's kind of a you know, it's not really like a great movie, but it's just fucking hilarious. Bad Trip, uh, Eric Andre's movie. Um, it's a, Is that it's a, new? It's new, yeah. It came out last year. Um, it's a prank-style show uh, that's like kind of – but it's like Borat and Bad Grandpa where there's a storyline to it. So they're like trying to like get to an objective, but it's – it is fucking hilarious. They take it way over the line in like so many of these scenes. It's fucking ridiculous. Highly recommend watching it. Uh don't do the mistake that I did. I watched it with my girlfriend, and she enjoyed it as well too. But it's it's pretty uh it's pretty vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Headphones are in right now, so that works. Um, and then the other <laughs> one is uh, I'm sure you guys have probably seen this, but Knives Out was such a great movie. Oh, that yeah, was a lot of a fun. It was yeah. that was on my I guess it was on my filler list too. I didn't really know if that was a filler or not, but enjoyed that one as well recently. Yeah, great calls. I'll have to say, can't believe no one said Shrek for animation. Ooh. That was on my list number two. That was the and first then... movie to animated movie to win the Oscar for that did category. Did that win an Oscar? Oh, yeah, animated. I think it was the oh, inaugural, okay. like the first year they did it, and Shrek won. Wow, okay, yeah. I think I saw that on Twitter, but yeah, I mean, just cool. yeah. that's <laughs> And then fuck yeah, I guess for war movie, maybe Full Metal Jacket. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Oh shit! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! That's a good crazy pull. movie insane the fact that they cast the actual like training sergeant or whatever as a training oh, sergeant, yeah. they had him show up to like train the person they're like wait can you just do this because like you're fucking nuts <laughs> yeah i don't know they yeah. could stack shit that high it, i gotta say on the animated front no toy story yeah, no yes toy story. i thought about toy story 2 no incredibles no monsters inc i mean i think we yeah, could do a limited. full freaking draft on animated movies, you know? yeah. so maybe we do that in the future. Um, if everyone who's listened to this enjoyed the draft, tell yeah, I think this is a good group of guys. We'll, we'll do another draft sometime soon, so give us some uh thoughts, categories of things we should draft. We'd love to do that. Um, Keon, a pleasure to have you on, Kyle. Dude, it was pleasure. awesome being here. Awesome. Eric, uh, any final thoughts before we close, boys? Pineapple catch for life, man. There we go. Let's ride. 
where the sweatshirt's at. <laughs> yeah. On the fucking way. Also, give Kyle's $50, everyone. I'm not a part yeah. of the app. Someone give Kyle's $50. Pineapple Couch Basketball League. This is your warning. Venmo Kyle 50. Um, all right, guys. This has been episode uh, 93 of the Pineapple Couch. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to you guys for being on. We'll catch you guys next time. God bless. Love you. Thank you.